You are now listening to the Washington football team declassified podcast with L.E. And Eric. And you are going to love it. Stay tuned. Washington football team declassified is presented by Grafted App, a soon to launch app connecting consumers to Christian owned businesses. You can visit them at graftedapp.com for more information or to apply for your listing. Here we go. With the 51st pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Washington football team selects Samuel Cosme, Texas tackle. Let's go to my live reaction to the Sam Cosme pick. What the hell were you thinking? Now let's hear Eric's reaction to the Cosme pick. There's a plan in everything, kid. And I love it when a plan comes together. If you are not already subscribed, and I know a lot of you are, go out to your favorite podcast platform, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, leave a rating. We love to hear feedback, see how we're doing tonight. We're talking about Samuel Cosme, a.k.a. the Cosme Kid, as he was nicknamed on this podcast. Remember what you heard at first when they start using this across the globe. This podcast named him the Cosme Kid. Eric, we made the draft pick. Tell us about Sam Cosme. Sam Cosme, offensive tackle, fantastic, gigantic human being, great athlete, has some uh, some technical flaws that probably need to be addressed or definitely need to be addressed at the next level. Um, when you are an NFL level uh, left tackle, as he now is, you cannot get by just by relying on your athleticism, which seems to be something that he did with frequency in his uh, on on all the, all the film that I watched and uh, all the scouting reports that I read. Kind of said the same thing about him: is he's super athletic, but he's a little bit too over reliant on that athleticism, and that's going to get him into some trouble. Because when you get to the NFL, everybody is as good as you are. Uh, so we need to make sure that uh, we get him coached up. I say we as in the royal we, uh, as in not me, because I don't have anything to do with the team except, you know, harping on him uh, on a podcast. But the coaching staff needs to get him trained up. I do not believe personally that he is a day one starter uh, on the left side of the line. I think that Cornelius Lucas, with the way that we, he played last year, it will afford us the opportunity to bring him along at, at a slower pace because there are some, as I said, some technical issues that he has that he's not going to be able to go into an NFL game with without getting uh, Ryan Fitz Heineke killed. So we need to make sure we get those flaws uh, ironed out. And I think that with the depth currently at the left tackle position, that that is a luxury that we could have provided there are no injuries ahead of him. So I am excited to see what he can do for the team or, um, you know, moving forward, I think he's, he's a very good athlete and I think he has a lot of potential. There's nothing that can't be coached out of him. It's just, you know, practice reps, uh, and technical work. And he's just got to put the work in. So if he's willing to do that, I think he's going to be a very good player for the Washington football team for many, many years. Athletically, he matches up very well to Trent Williams coming out of college. I know that's a lot to say because we all know in what high regard we hold Trent Williams, especially prior to the trade demand, but they are very similar athletes. And I'm only talking about measurables. If he can somehow convey that into the full potential on the field with the strength and the technique to back it up, I think we got a special player, but 
and this is a big butt, like Sir Mix-a-Lot type big butt. He has issues with giving effort on every play, and I am concerned to the 10th degree about an offensive tackle that does that. That is a huge concern for me. You, it's hard to coach motor. And there have been a lot of really, really good players in the NFL, or at least a lot of high-talent players that could not work out because they did not have the motor to push them on every play. Does that concern you at all? I'm, I am a little concerned. And I, from what I saw and read, I didn't see that specific uh, description of him. What I did read is that he tends to, especially in the run game, not finish blocks. Like he'll he'll start off strong and then kind of disengage once the play has kind of moved past him. Um, in the passing game, that's not an issue. From from what I saw, everything I saw on him is that he is a, he's got that the prerequisite like nasty streak of an offensive lineman where he wants to put you into the ground. Uh, especially in the passing game when he's when he's got a guy one on one and he, and he, he you know he beats him he makes sure he gets him to the ground and when he's helping out he's always looking to plant somebody but in the run game from what I read he does tend to not do the same thing always he will like I said engage and do what he has to do and then kind of back off and I don't know if that's related to motor or if that's just related to um coaching or, or what that is that is something that that will need to be corrected as far as like lack of motor or doesn't put in full effort I didn't I didn't see where you got that like I didn't read that specific thing that could have been alluded to in the not finishing blocks all the time thing but um I did read that and it is something that needs to get cleared up but I, as far as I know I don't have any questions about his motor at this point let me, let, me, let me clarify it for you, and I'm going to give you specifically where I got it from, and I got it from three different places. But the place I'm looking at right now is Pro Football Network. I'm going to read you the exact quote. This is his negatives, all his negatives in one concise little thread here. Bends at the waist or overextends in the blocks. Must do a better job sinking his butt at the line of scrimmage and playing with consistent knee bend. And this is where it is, where it is right here does not always play with great intensity and gives half-hearted efforts on occasion. It can't be more plain than that. We, we can't have that. We, and he was at a major program, a major program like Texas, and still found a way to give half-hearted effort. Let me tell you what this bothers me further. If you read his story, he has a, one of those great stories that you hear about players who don't have it easy coming up. His parents did, but didn't have it easy coming up. I think his parents were immigrants coming into the country, fought hard to make it. You generally kids like that are the kids with the best type of motors that you can have because they see it. They see the hunger their parents had. He sees that he grew up with that and he still finds a way to be lazy on plays. That's a concern. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that that's what he's going to be when he's a finished product, but when you coast through college and you have, you have a guy who has this much natural talent. And I saw another quote out there about this. He relies on his talent too much. That makes right. me nervous. That's a hard thing to break. You, you know, Michael Jordan had all the talent in the world, but his work ethic was crazy. Kobe Bryant work ethic was crazy. Jerry Rice, probably the most infamous work ethic in the history of the NFL, but he had all the talent in the world too. He didn't rest on his laurels. He went out and he got it. So Cosme has to be matched up with a mentor and a coach that really drives him to get the most out of him. We want the best out of him every play. And, and another concern for me is I don't think that we have that lineman on the team 
that's going to be that rock for him. We don't have Trent Williams anymore. If we still had Trent Williams, I would have no concerns about Cosme being pushed to be the best he can be. Who's the best lineman that we have that's going to stand up to Cosme and say, bro, you got to get it in gear because you're not good enough to play here yet. You see what I mean? He's coming into a team where he might be one of the best two or three linemen we have. And so what's there to trigger that motor to get him to work harder? That's why having that veteran presence, that really elite player at the left, the right side, even an elite guard, maybe Sheriff's that guy. I don't know, but he, he's got one foot out the door, right? So who's that in-house guy that's going to challenge him to be the best that has the clout and the resume to do it? I don't think we have he- that guy. But okay, so those are not necessarily the same thing, though. So the best players aren't necessarily the best leaders. So you know, a lot of the times you you look at you you bring in a guy and you're like, why is that guy on the team? And everybody says he's a locker room presence. He's we're he's here because he's respected in the locker room, and we need that. And so that's not always necessarily the best player. And I and I certainly would would think somebody like a Morgan Moses would would certainly has the. I mean, anybody who's been in the NFL longer than a day has the resume to stand up to. Uh, Cosme, if if it's even an attitude problem, like if it's a work ethic problem, it could very well be that he didn't have coaches. The coaches didn't push him because he was so much better than everybody else. Coaches, a lot of times at a lot of levels are interested in results. So as long as you're getting your guy down, they don't really care about the effort that you're giving. If he's not, if your guy isn't beating you uh, like a drum and making tackles left and right, and you're getting the best of them the majority of the time, for a lot of coaches, that may be good enough. So it could just be that, that he's never been pushed because he's never had the right kind of coaching. And again, NFL, if that's the case, NFL is going to be a wake-up call and it could be a longer transition. Um, I think that his issues from what I have seen are all coachable. Like I said, I do not believe he's a, he's a day one starter. Um, I think he's going to be a half season, maybe a full season because you know, you can coach and you can rep, you know, you can learn it quickly. You can learn the technique, but some of the stuff that he does, and I'm really getting examples. One thing that he really does is uh, offensive linemen, especially uh, tackles, do this move called a kick slide. And essentially, it's like playing defense in basketball where you just kick a foot out and slide your body weight over it. So it's a very common trick, and it should be second nature. And Cosme doesn't always do that. And Cosme kind of backpedals into pass sets. And if he does that in the NFL, he's just going to get run over. So that's got to be corrected. And that's something that's going to take a long time to learn because you can learn it and you can do it in practice and you can do it right in practice. But when the game starts and you start getting your butt whipped a little bit and the adrenaline kicks in, then you start, you know, that muscle memory kind of kicks in at the same time and you start going back to those old bad habits. So the repetitions are super important for him. So it may be a a good year before he's ready to play. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I think you know, a couple of scouts may have said that about him. Like I said, some of the guys I read didn't have anything close to that to say. Like I said, we, we'll, we'll see things about not finishing blocks, which kind of lends itself to relying on your athleticism and not putting in the full effort. So I, I kind of get where that's coming from. Um, some guys just have some scouts have guys they like and guys they don't. And Cosby could be one of those guys that they don't like. So I I'm not going to read into it until the game start. I'm not super, I'm not concerned about any, anybody to a level where, you know, it's a red alert at this point because the practices haven't even started yet. We'll see what happens when he gets out there. If there's, you know, rumblings coming about his work ethic at that point, or, you know, we see very poor results or he's third on the depth chart, that kind of stuff might worry me a little bit, but I, I don't, I'm not necessarily, you know, raising the alarm bells just yet. Uh, for him and as far as like a locker room leader like you asked I mean there's plenty of those guys that will stand up to him whether or not they're better players than he is 
may not matter if they can if they can whoop his butt in on the practice field um you know if, or if he sees the other guys responding to those people in the same way that uh you know they're respecting him whether or not they're better than he is um you know that's I don't I mean that kind of thing in a Rivera locker room will take care of itself I'm not super worried about player leadership or somebody to take him under their wing I think there's plenty of guys that can do that that, that might be fair um I just recognize that we're in the AAU era right where you can't tell guys nothing and I I'm, I'm worried about it I'm not saying I'm I'm giving up on him I'm certainly not doing that I just have a lot of hope for this kid um but moving on to what you said about you don't think he's going to be a starter. See, I disagree. I think he will be a starter on the left or the right side because who's there that has more talent than he does? Uh, it's not Lucas. Lucas played well in spots. Lucas is a journeyman. And while I like the story of what he's done, I don't think it's statistically intelligent to expect him to do the same thing because he's never done that in his career. It's, a, it's the same argument we have with Fitzpatrick, and I don't want to get into that today, but I just I think that Cosme is going to come in and impress you physically and impress you with what he can do on the field to enough to where he's going to get a chance to start. Don't forget, Jerron Christian won a starting job last year, right? At least through camp. I can't remember if he started the first game or not, but he won a starting job. He was getting reps with the ones last year. That's what I'm saying. That's how bad the talent was at the left tackle position. I I was a big fan of Cornelius Lucas's game. I commend him for that, but I think that they took Cosme for a reason. I they they gave Charles every chance to start last year in the world too. He just couldn't cut it yet. So he couldn't even get on the field. He was hurt the whole time. Exactly right. All right. Now you said and you know coming out of the draft, you were okay with the pick, right? Yes. Okay. And I, I had some reservations. We just talked about them, but they're the same reservations I had at the draft. Now, going into camp, what are your expectations in the immediate sense for like the first few weeks of camp? For Cosme? Um, I, it would, I guess many camps are going to be a thing or OTAs or whatever. So it depends on if players actually show up for those. Uh, it could be Rocky. He could, you know, get some, um, he could get some, you know, run in the mini camps and kind of get ramped up a little bit. If they just throw him in there, it's probably going to be a rough couple of weeks uh, initially in camp. Um, the main thing I'm concerned about is health because those guys, you know, switching from combine shape to camp shape always tends to mess some guys up. So we don't want that to happen to him. Um, but yeah, I, I expect him to not start out at the top of the depth chart. I would hope he doesn't. Um, I think regardless of whether Cornelius has done it in the past. I mean, he did it last year. He played well enough down the stretch last year that left tackle wasn't a problem. And I would have been completely okay, honestly, if we hadn't drafted a left tackle uh, outside of, uh, you know, maybe some depth. Like I would have been fine going into this season with Lucas as a starter. May not be wise, but based on what I saw last year, he's given me no reason to think that he can't continue to do it. And I certainly think he can do it um, at least – until Cosme is for sure ready to go. So that may be sooner than later, who knows, but um, early on. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume he's going to start third on the depth chart or second on the depth chart or, or however many, you know, left tackles deep they are. He's going to get a lot of work. He's going to get guys riding him hard and hopefully he responds. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be, I, I, again, I don't think he's going to be the day one starter in the season. I definitely don't think he's going to be first on the depth chart as camp starts, but I could very well be wrong based on how many camp and OTAs go. Yeah, and something we got to remember is who he's going to be lining up against in practice, too. 
uh, he's going to be lined up against Chase Young a lot. And I think mm -hmm. Chase Young is going to give him the business. So with that, I tend to agree with you, especially early in camp, you're probably going to see a veteran because if Cosme can't perform at a level that is NFL ready, he's not doing Chase Young any favors in his development too. So right. coaches are probably going to work him in slowly at that position. So you're probably right, at least initially. I just think by week one, maybe week two, I think he's going to do enough to overtake Lucas. He's see the the problem with um, Garan was he's not strong enough to play in the NFL and he's not no. picking up the strength. Cosme doesn't have that problem. He also doesn't have the aggression problem. It's just sometimes he takes plays off. So I think those two, the combination of strength and aggression are going to be enough to get him by Lucas at some point very, very early in the season. Um, talk to me about how you project Cosme long term, though, maybe in the next five years. I provided he, we have the same uh, stability in the coaching staff. Um, he's one of those skies, the limit guys. He athletically, he can do it all. Um, so he can be, uh, I think I say this way too much on the show, but he can be as good as he wants to be. Um, so if, you know, work ethic becomes a problem, then, you know, it's going to be a problem and it's going to be evident early. But if, you know, he can figure it out and, and work on his game and, and just really fix the, the lower body issues that he has uh, in his blocking game, he can be an elite left tackle. I mean, physically, he can do it. And he's not, so his feet aren't great. I think I, I said that earlier, his, you know, his kick slide technique and his, you know, bending at the waist, that kind of thing. It's, they're not great right now, but from what I've seen, they're not problems as in like, it's not something he can't do. It's just something that he hasn't done. Um, and honestly, I kind of looking at, looking at the plays that I watched at, at Texas is watching him and his flaws. If you look at the right tackle on the same play, the right tackle has almost the exact same technique. So it's almost like coaching was, was the issue. Like they were coached to not kick slide and they were coached to bend. I don't know why you would do this, but it's like, they both did the same thing on the same play. So it's kind of crazy. Um, so, but it's, but the, the problems are correctable. He's not a guy that's got like cinder blocks for feet that can't move. He just doesn't always do it properly. And I think with reps and with lots of practice and, and lots of coaching, then that's something he can overcome. So if work ethic is not an issue for him, he can be top five left tackle in the league. He's got that level of talent, but it's just, you know, it's up to him what he can actually do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, it's hard to project somebody as a top, tier left tackle long term no it's real easy i just did it <laughs> go ahead and say he's gonna be a top five left tackle it's easy enough it's hard for me to project somebody i think he can be a really good left tackle if he really works at his craft but again i have questions about his work ethic so we'll see um the other thing that's going to make a huge difference is the offensive line coach and we touched on this last podcast but if this were um joe bugle or bill callahan no concern for me here because I know those guys would get this guy to perform. We have John Matsko. I don't know a lot about him. I'm going to be honest with you. I know he's been with a number of NFL teams, but he's only been in those places for a year or two each time, maybe three years. Why is that? Because he's not getting promoted. He's just changing teams that he's on. So I don't, I don't know if I love the pedigree of the offensive line coach to really assist in his growth. I want to be wrong about that. But – I think there's enough tools and athleticism here for this guy to be a serviceable to good left tackle. And I'm talking about the equivalent of Morgan Moses, but on the left side of the line. That, that's kind of how I project him to be. Yeah. So the thing about Matsko, from everything that I've read, um, he seems to be very well regarded. He's a modern offensive line coach. See, I, 
grew very tired of Bill Callahan when he was here because you had the same problems. He he almost had the Marty Schottenheimer thing. Guys wore down at the end of the season, the offensive line. There was a lot of late season injuries because he just worked them to death. And that's something that just modern athletes, it, it's not really something that that works out well. So he's very highly regarded, but a lot of that was on reputation. And, you know, Joe Bugle, I'll never say a bad word about Joe Bugle other than he coached the Cardinals and they were trash. Um, but as an offensive line coach, you know, those guys are old school you know, they are good teachers, but Callahan, I was, I was not upset to see Bill Callahan go. Cause I think his methods are outdated. Um, and I know I, from what I understand, some of the offensive linemen weren't big fans of his either the level of the, the work uh, ethic that they had. And some of the guys that could have followed him to Cleveland didn't. Um, so uh, I'm not super upset about that. Matsko seems to be a pretty well-regarded offensive line coach. Um, I don't, you know, Offensive line coaches, I don't think, signed five-year deals, so he probably hops team to team. Um, you know, when he becomes a free agent, he's he's always got a job. He's not a guy that sits out of football for a year or two. Um, there's always somebody willing to hire him, so uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the guy, the offensive line played, you know, way above expectations last year, so I give him that as well. Um, but, yeah, Cosme, top five left tackle. You heard it here first. Book it. <laughs> well, and let's not forget Callahan got the most out of Eric Flowers. In fact, he got Eric Flowers a nice contract which resulted in him coming back to our team later because <laughs> he didn't play up to it. But that is true. But uh, yeah, Cal we'll see Callahan. He also was the first guy to try him at guard. So maybe he just is a natural guard and he just took to it. I'm not saying Callahan's a bad coach. I just don't know that his methods are the best anymore for today's NFL. I hear you. I I'm, I'm an old school fan. I, I just like old school football. Man, you're like half my age, though. I know, but I like <laughs> I like old school football. I like running the ball. I like dominant offensive lines. And I like defense. See, I'm old, and I don't like to I don't like to be worked to death anymore. So <laughs> I like new school coaches that are coddling. I want to be coddled. I want to be pampered as a 45 year old. That's that's awesome. Um, let's finish up this way though. Um, you know, if if Cosme is, let's say he's the equivalent of what Morgan Moses is on the left side um, in two to three years from now. Are you, are you happy with that? Um, yeah. Uh, if he's basically at that point, I'd say he's a top half of the NFL NFL tackle. He's competent at his job and he's not getting his quarterback killed uh, on a regular basis. So as a second round pick, that's probably about what you would expect out of a second round pick. I think his talent level it suggests that he should be better than that. So I might be a little disappointed, but I won't be unhappy if he's at a Morgan Moses level as a left tackle. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Because, you know, in the NFL, and especially in this offense, I know it's a downfield first offense, but we have a good play action system if we commit to it with our running game. I'm, I don't think we need an all-world left tackle. I really don't. I think we need a serviceable guy who can hold up under some blitz packages, understand what the offensive line calls are and the, and the reads are. And um, I, I think we'll be fine with that. As soon as we find our quarterback of the future, who I do believe will be a more of a more Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there it is. My You've cousin. All kind of proclamation. My cousin Aaron, yeah. Your cousin. All right. My cousin. Uh, <laughs> but all in all, I was a little bit down on this pick at the draft. Looking into a little bit more, I'm coming around on it. I think I can appreciate the skill set and what we're getting. Like we said, the athleticism is on par with Trent Williams. That's that's huge. We just have to capitalize on it. And this is John Matsko's job. This is his assignment. Let's see him do it. All right, Eric, any parting thoughts on Sam Cosman? He's going to be good. Um, 
And I would just like to point out that he was the second highest. Well, the, the relative athletic score was number two all time since 1987. So that's great. And then you got to realize that number one was Tony Mandarich. So let's just cool our jets on the top five left tackle talk for right now. Um, I'm talking to myself just then. But no, I'm I'm excited to see what, what Cosby can do. Sky's the limit for him. I just hope it works out. I agree. The talent is there. Let's let's get to it, Cosme. You got it. We need you. Let's make it happen. Eric, I'll catch you next time, man. See you next week. Peace.